the Thriving Student Podcast, helping you go from surviving to thriving during your studies. Hi there, love. My name is Bridget, and I'm a qualified naturopath at Earthly Health Naturopathy. Welcome to the Thriving Student Podcast. My aim is to provide you with practical natural health tips about nutrition, lifestyle changes, and some herby magic to make studying a little easier. So let's go. Good morning. Welcome to the final week of Term 3 and Episode 19, I think, of the Thriving Student Podcast. Uh, We are almost midway through the semester. How are you going? How the heck are you feeling? Are you dragging yourself to this little checkpoint in the year? It feels a bit that way. The vibes are not awesome at this time of the year. I was talking to a few teacher friends and there's a very big sense of term three being really challenging. There's no public holidays. There's no nice weather, (laughs) even though we've had a couple of sneaky great days here in Melbourne in the last week or so. It's hard to stay motivated, not to mention you've probably been a bit unwell or maybe some a bit run down this term too. So it's definitely a challenging time. Today's episode is all about maximizing your study techniques and your study space, creating that super healthy uh, environment where you are studying and reevaluating the study techniques that you're using to make sure that you're making the most of this holiday time. I've got a reminder at the end of the episode today as well about one of my free giveaways so stay tuned till the end for more info. I've had a few requests for a little reset and reminder about how to make the most of studying these holidays so as to maximize your time, reduce burnout and overwhelm. So the first thing I would like to do is recommend two of my old episodes, don't mind if I do, Um, but I think going back and listening to two existing episodes as a bit of a refresher can be quite helpful. So episode I think it's episode 10, which is making the most of your school holidays, has a lot of great info about structuring your break so that you can allocate some time to rest, to socializing, to the things you love and to study. So for year 12s, these are your last school holidays that you'll have that feel like they're being weighed down by study. So you can do it. You absolutely are just going to have to make the most of these two weeks of being able to catch up on some study. But I think it's really important as well to make a little bit of time for some rest. So the freedom is so close. I know you can almost taste it. So I think the key strategy here is to plan ahead, make yourself a calendar or a structure for what you want to achieve, what practice exams you want to do or what topics or subjects you want to cover and then allocate the days to that. So stay tuned, end of the episode, I've got a potential resource to help you out with that, but have a listen to the episode, making the most of your school holidays for some tips. The other episode you can go back and listen to is managing your study anxiety. I cannot remember what number it is, but I'll put the link in the show notes for you. It's a really hectic time. There are a lot of balls in the air and your very tired brain is very, very tired. You're close, but you've still got a few hurdles to climb. So there's no doubt that there might be some worry or some anxiety or some nervousness, apprehension. 
or just straight up exhaustion creeping in now. So that episode has some great techniques to help you manage that. So if you feel like potentially things are becoming too much, have a listen to that and put some strategies in place so that it doesn't overwhelm you. Both of those episodes are also up on my website. I have put them into a written version on my blog. So if you wanted to have a little read as a refresher instead, I'll pop the link in the show notes for you as well to find those. So there are two parts to today's episode. First, we're going to talk about the study techniques that might help to elevate your study in these holidays. And then we're going to talk about making sure your study space is optimized for you. So let's dive into those study techniques. The first one that I want to talk about is the Pomodoro technique. You may have heard of this. I don't think that this was actually had like a label back when I remember being a year 12 student. Um, But I think it's fairly instinctual uh, in terms of being able to allocate you some breaks. So essentially the Pomodoro technique was named by a uni student back in the 80s who found he was struggling to focus for long stints at a time. And I mean, who isn't, right? We can't sit down and study for two or three hours at a time uninterrupted. It just doesn't work that way. So he called it the Pomodoro technique because he used a little tomato-shaped kitchen timer and Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato. It's adorable. So basically what it involves is breaking your study time into focused intervals, typically about 25 minutes, followed by a five-minute break. After you've done four Pomodoro intervals, you can take a longer 30-minute break. So why is this so beneficial? First of all, it makes it so much easier to get started. Just start with something on your big to-do list. Procrastination typically doesn't have much to do with being lazy or wanting to just not get things done. It's more about putting off the big yucky feelings that are associated with a task that's not fun or it's hard to tackle. You're always going to look for the thing that makes it feel a little bit easier, a bit more fun, because that's what your body wants to do. Pomodoro aims to break down the big yucky tasks into smaller achievable steps. So practically, this might look like writing one paragraph of your essay rather than going, I'm going to write a thousand words. Just do one thing to start with. It might be answering five maths questions, um, not doing the whole chapter, just doing a little portion of that. You're still achieving something and you're achieving it in a uh, you know, approachable little interval rather than feeling like, right, I'm going to spend my whole do- day doing maths and then, you know, sort of only get a little bit done. Um, It might be researching one aspect of the assignment rather than saying, I'm going to do all of my research and find all of my resources today. So this can help to reduce the mental fatigue and burnout with looking at a massive big task and instead breaking it down into smaller bite-sized sort of chunks. This will also help to improve concentration and productivity because by allocating 25 minutes at a time, it also becomes easier to avoid the small distractions that may be, you know, a quick one minute look at Facebook or a quick two minutes of running out and getting yourself a snack. They all add up to a lot of time lost. So by doing 25 minutes and knowing that you've got a five minute break to that's coming up to go and check your social media or go and get a break or whatever you need to do, that means that you're going to have that increased productivity during that 25 minutes instead. So what I would recommend during that time is put your phone on the floor, put it on silent, because in just 25 minutes, you can check it again. It also encourages you to have regular breaks to stretch and relax. So during those five minutes, get up, do some star jumps, walk around the house a little bit, roll your neck, get those shoulders moving, go get a quick snack or fill up your drink bottle. That's going to help your health to stay on track during that as well. So it ensures both effective learning 
and a health conscious approach to study. So I think it could be really, really helpful. The best bit about the Pomodoro technique is that it is literally like a full-on technique. There is a Pomodoro website with a timer on it. There's an app that you can get on your phone, everything. So you can have your own little cute tomato timer helping you map out your day and stay on task. So again, I'll put a link to that Pomodoro thing in the show notes for you to have a look at. The second technique I want to talk about is active recall. This method involves actively engaging with the material that you're trying to learn by quizzing yourself or explaining concepts from memory. Bear with me. Examples of this include answering questions on a test or exam or when somebody asks you what you had for lunch yesterday and you have to think about it. So it's all about challenging your brain to go and collect the information that it's learned and stored away rather than just forcing it in and hoping it's there when you need it during the exam. I think it's actually quite a practical real life example of what the exam could be. I think it's going to help prep you for the type of exam that you're going to undergo. So some practical ways of doing this active recall technique are writing out questions when you're note taking. So this will help when you're going back and revising through your notes to actively think up the answer rather than just passively taking in the information from just reading through it. Another way is doing your practice questions and exams. From what I remember of my term three holidays, it was all about practice exams. So this week, before you finish up, ask your teacher for as many copies as you can, as many options to go through and sit those practice exams. For some people, you might want to go and weigh and do that exam sort of in exam conditions and practice that environment. But I don't think you need to do it that way. If that seems a little bit daunting, you might just want to do a couple of questions at a time like in a 25-minute interval, for example, um, to help you identify the areas that you need to further focus on. The last way of doing this active recall technique is doing something like teaching your friend or maybe a parent or a sibling if you can, <laughs> if you can sit them down for long enough and encourage them to ask questions, to challenge you, to give, ask them to um, give you summary questions or ask along with the content. If you're able to teach somebody what you are trying to learn about, it means that you've been able to fully grasp that concept and have somebody else who doesn't know what you're trying to talk about ask you questions or poke holes in your explanations can really help to make sure that you've got all of the little details down. So this way of learning um, really enhances our long-term retention of information, especially uh, for those really content-heavy subjects. This can help to sort of make sure that those connections are well and truly wired in the brain. It strengthens your understanding of that subject matter, making sure that you can actually explain yourself well in an exam question rather than just relying on something you've read and trying to put a couple of concepts together. And it promotes this active thinking, which is really mentally stimulating and helping you to stay on task. So I think it's a really effective learning technique um, that I think will be something that you can really put into practice over these holidays for you. So yeah, see if you can get a friend or a parent or a study group together and see if you can go ahead and teach each other these concepts, working through different questions and scenarios so that you can actively put that information into use. The third technique that I've got for you is um, about flashcards. This is personally one of my favorite ways to study because it meant that I had to create buzzwords or quick questions and I was building up those writing muscles in my hands to practice for all of my written exams when I was so used to doing typing. So I was doing a lot of writing down onto physical flashcards. 
and I could do them just about anywhere. So I could ask other people to help me. I was able to do them like at lunch times or, you know, when you're out and about, whatever it is. It's another form of that active recall. So these really handy study aids are fantastic for memorization. They're really good for quick recall and they're ideal for subjects where you have to learn a lot of definitions. So think about it for like your science subjects, your bio, your chem, your physics, your methods, whatever it might be. Or even legal studies or business management where I know you need to have a lot of those definitions as well. They were really, really helpful for memorizing quotes for my history subjects. So when I did revs and we were doing the French Revolution, I would write down a quote on one side and the um, person, the historians on the other and try to see where I could help, you know, create that link between what that was. So I used them well into uni. So when I had to memorize herbs and their actions and their purpose for some of my herbal subjects, I would even come up with mnemonic codes to help encourage those connections between the names and the actions. So it's really effective because it helps to simplify really complex information into digestible chunks. It promotes that active recall and engagement. And you're also being able to assess yourself constantly because you're getting that immediate feedback of is it right or is it wrong and it's perfect for on the go studying so if you're somebody who is on the bus or on the train and you're not having to drive to to school or to uni you've got all of this extra time where you can be practicing some of those really content heavy subjects I think they are a super fantastic tool. They help to boost your memory and encourage, sorry, ensure what you've been learning efficiently all while keeping your study sections, sessions maybe a little less structured. If you don't like sitting at a desk and doing those 25 minute or couple of hours of study on a go, this can be something that you can take outside with you on your walk, go with friends, whatever it is. This study break is a really good time to put the effort into creating those flashcards and then you've got all of this extra time without classes and then for the next four or six weeks before study the exams actually start you've got that resource to rely on during that time so flashcards highly recommend you give them a go. recommendation for a study option technique today is the use of visual supports visual aids that could be creating posters creating diagrams or mind maps or flow charts I love these my walls used to be littered with these during year 12 it was like I was living in some sort of oh it was insane posters are great if you're a highlighter guy or girly if you like colors to help create patterns or to link ideas across different uh, different units for example they're great for when you need to know the steps in a process so I found it really helpful when we were doing bio and you had to remember things like your Krebs cycle or whatever it was to sort of go through those steps and to see it put out into a process also really helpful again for your dates and your timelines to make sure that you can actually see this very clearly in your brain not just as notes on a piece of paper they're awesome again a really great opportunity these holidays to create them now so that you can review them over the next few weeks once term starts back up again so I think they can aid your study they're really good for enhancing your comprehension of a complex topic so being able to see it out clearly they help you to facilitate the connections between the ideas and concepts across different subjects and they make studying a little more engaging if you're somebody who prefers to decorate and make things look all nice and pretty this is your opportunity to do that while also going 
going, hey, look how good all of this content is that I'm putting into. So it helps you to grasp those challenging subjects, but also promoting a nice creative approach to that learning as well. So there are four study techniques for you to consider. The Pomodoro technique, the active recall ideas, flashcards, and some visual aids like posters. I really encourage you to try just one. See how it works for you. The best bit is if you don't like it, change it. You don't have to keep up with it. If you do like it, like the Pomodoro technique, for example, you're then able to combine that 25 minutes, for example, with flashcard writing or 25 minutes of creating your poster or your flowchart. What works for one person will be very different to another person. So finding out what works for you is going to make your study a much easier thing to approach these holidays. There's just one more topic I want to cover off today, and that's all about the importance of creating an effective study space. Your study environment plays a crucial role in your productivity and overall well-being. So think about where you get most of your work done. Does it work for you? Is it at the dining room table and you're constantly being interrupted by noise? Maybe not super effective. Is it in your bedroom at your desk, but you're battling with like a freezing cold room or you hate the chair that you sit in? It's probably not super effective either. So here are five things that I want you to consider as you sort of approach these holidays and you're looking at the area where you study. The first one is minimizing the distractions. Remove the clutter, remove the unnecessary gadgets and distractions from your study area. Ensure your desk is organized and tidy, allowing your mind to stay focused on the task at hand that you're trying to achieve. Potentially, this could be the weekend task before your holidays begin. So maybe this weekend, um, you've got some time to go through the papers that need sorting out. I know that feeling at the end of term of just looking at that pile and going, I really have to get through that. So maybe you've got a collection of dirty mugs on your desk that your mum is looking for. So go get rid of them. Clean up that space. Maybe you hate that there are five cords taking up room along the back of your desk. Put aside some time. Give it a huge tidy up and minimize where possible. The next thing I want you to look at is what is the lighting like? Good lighting, natural light is ideal. So throw open your blinds and have the curtains open. But if that's not possible, if you're somebody who's studying into the night a little bit, invest in good quality adjustable lighting. Make sure you've got a good lamp. Proper lighting reduces eye strain. It's going to reduce the the, uh, amount of headaches that you might be getting. It helps to increase alertness and help you stay focused and maintain that concentration on your task. You can't study if you can't see the page clearly. So make sure that you've got good lighting in your study space. The third thing, comfortable seating. Where, what are you sitting on during that time? And what's your posture like? Choose an ergonomic chair that supports your posture and provides comfort during your long study sessions. Combine it with a suitable desk and then you've got yourself a comfortable workspace. I wanted to add to this, and this is really important, this comfortable seating for your actual physical health. Poor posture is going to lead to neck and back tension, which you're probably already struggling with because you're leaning over a laptop all day. And that can cause things like headaches and stiffness. And that pain is a very quick distraction from good quality study. So get yourself a good chair. Make sure your space is comfortable, even the temperature is comfortable, and your desk is stable. That's why I don't recommend studying from your bed. It's not stable. It's not a great study space. It's also not great for your sleep routine. So have a look at the comfort that you're putting yourself in during that study space. 
The fourth thing, tech management. Are your devices organized? And do you have tools in place to help minimize digital distractions? Have you got website blockers or potentially apps that help minimize your social media scrolling? There are some really great ones out there that can help to block access to the apps that you find the most distracting or that can help turn off your notifications. And maybe sometimes it's just as much as making sure that you've got your do not disturb function set up on your phone. Maybe even consider noise cancelling headphones to block out external noise if you need to. Figure out if you're someone who likes to have music playing. And if so, what type of music? Are you more of a podcast studier? Are you listening to me right now while you're studying? Amazing. Do you like white noise? Do you like whale noises? Do you like rain? Whatever works for you, make sure that you've got your playlists ready, whatever you need to make sure that your tech is under control while you are studying. It doesn't need to dictate how you are studying and it can be a really, really great tool, but you need to have those things in place. And then the last thing to consider about your study space is add some personal touches to your study space. Do you like to have a nice motivational quote to keep you on task? Is there artwork or colors that you love and make you feel calm? Or do you need some plants to help brighten up your space and you know create a good vibe? Customize it to make it feel like an inviting place where you want to sit down and you feel motivated to attack your study load. My recommendation Get yourself a little plant and a good Ted Lasso believe sign. They work very, very well. That would be my recommendation if you're looking for a place to start. So by incorporating these five factors into your study space, you're going to create an environment that encourages you to maximize your focus, minimize distractions, and ultimately contribute to your studying success and your overall health and well-being as well. Alrighty, man alive, chock-a-block episode today. So we've got four options for different study techniques, Pomodoro, active recall, flashcards, and visual cues. You may also want to put some time aside this weekend to evaluate your study space and make sure it's up to scratch. We want to, we want to minimize distractions with a big cleanup. We want to make sure you've got good lighting, a comfortable seat, You've got your tech worked out with potential app blockers and playlists ready to go. And also that you've got something that makes you feel comfy and inspired, whether that's a quote or a plant or something that feels like you. Now, if you're looking for a way to help schedule out these holidays of yours, I've got a perfect resource to help you with that. I have created the Thriving Student Health Planner that helps you to organize your weeks and even down to your days, making sure to highlight important habits for success. So I've got some health things in there to keep in mind, like drinking enough water, eating your veg, getting some physical activity and spending some time in nature, as well as checklists to prioritize your work and study goals too. So this could be a really great tool to use alongside the Pomodoro technique or to allocate different days to different subjects, whatever you like. It's completely free and I've got it available for you now. The link is in my show notes. You can have it emailed directly to you. When you get it, print out a few copies at home or school and post them on your story. Share it with me, tag at earthlyhealth.naturopathy. That would make my whole week if I saw you using my little resource in the wild. That would be so cool. So please make the most of it. It's there for you to use. Most of all, I just wanted to wish you good luck. You've got this, love. I know it's a really busy time, but you're completely and totally ready to ace these holidays and achieve everything you want to achieve. I'm really proud of you. 
If you've got feedback on this episode, chuck it in the question box on Spotify. Otherwise, send me a message. All of my contact details are in the show notes. We can chat soon. Thanks so much. We'll talk next time. Bye, love. listening to the thriving student podcast you can find me on instagram and facebook at earthly health naturopathy or email me with feedback or any questions at hello at earthlyhealth.com.au i would absolutely love to hear from you you can also rate and follow the podcast which would just be amazing all right good luck with your sack or assignment this week keep well and we'll talk soon bye This podcast was recorded on the land of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.